Hey y'all, welcome to Poetry for Black Girls, a conversation where we discuss poetry, healing, and everyday tips that you can incorporate into your life to make life a little less stressful. I am your host, Angelina, a licensed social worker and a black girl. Here we go. Hey y'all, thank y'all for tuning back in to another episode of Poetry for Black Girls. I have uh, decided to share a poem with y'all in honor of the trip I went to. I expressed that in the episode before last that I was going to take a trip because you don't have to give up everything while we're accomplishing our goals and having our uh, money goals. We can also, you know, take a little bit of that money and just enjoy ourselves. So I went out to St. Louis and I visited a butterfly house and I got inspired. So here's the poem. I am like a baby bouncing from its mother's wound, more from one life form to the other. No morphine pumped through my veins. I don't need a pain reliever. I am the type that makes the believer out of the disbelief. They would have never thought I could be so many things. Started out as fragile as an egg. Now don't lowball me. You wouldn't know my worth without searching the market. I start off as small, as small enough to fit on the bark of a tree. My bark is light, but my bite is mighty. Morphed into one phase. Grazed by others, never cracked until I'm ready. I have chosen to slide down into something slimy, touched with many legs, hoping I have one to stand on. I mean, grind on. I mean, slide on. See, when the weight of intimacy gets too heavy, I have to shed the skin that keeps me boxed in. Morphed into another phase because I'm waitlisted at this next part of life. Feeling like I'm upside down, waiting, hibernating, because good things come to those who wait. And anything worth having is worth fighting for. See, this next stage causes pain. Breaking glass stained windows in my cocoon. My colors blind them. They are so surprised when they see my wings. Can't they, say, can't they see these things were inside of me all along? Even when my worth wasn't worth it in my past life, I mean my first stage, as fragile as an egg, can't they see I was born with wings? Ones that had to be formed through caterpillar tears and cocoons, coon crescent eyes. I know they see them now, all big and beautiful, as I fly by them, never too close for them to touch, they often wonder if I think I'm different. Who do I think I am? I remind them of what they could never be and will never have. Some call me butterfly, but I prefer to be called the love you'll never give, the life you'll never have, the success you'll never take on. And all the things we never let hatch, all the things we never let catch is growth and mold. We never let transpose and morph into its final stage, metamorphosis at its finest, 
But will you let it develop or fade away like the dream deferred or fester in the sun? See, y'all, when I went to St. Louis, I went to the Butterfly House and I saw how beautiful they were. And I saw the butterflies, well, the caterpillars in their cocoon. And it made me realize how we go through different stages of our life. And some things we take a chance on and we allow to happen. And other things we don't. And so the butterfly, while it goes through many different life forms, like it goes through metamorphosis, which is the changing from one stage to another, it you would have never thought that it would come out like that. Like, you would have never thought that a butterfly can start out as a caterpillar and go into a cocoon and break through and, you know, become a butterfly. Like, you would have never thought that. And that reminds me of us and our life and anything. Like, careers, right? You would have never thought that your career would end up where it did. Or you would have never thought that your relationship would have ended up where it did. Or your your family, you know, you, your body, like we start out as one thing and we turn into so many other things. And so I just really wanted to share that in that poem, how like things are not always what they seem. We cannot predict what they will look like in the end. And everything is working out for your good. That is one thing that I heard on TikTok this week. And the TikTok said, everything is working out for my good. And I'm just like, you know what? (laughs) That could be applied to where I am when it comes down to my career journey. Because as y'all know, I want to work when I want to work, how I want to work, and how much I want to work. That is my career goal. It used to be, oh, I want to be a therapist. Oh, I want to own my own practice. And it's like, okay, I'm there now. Like, I got the degree. I got the, you know, the training to be a therapist. But the goal has changed so much to where it's like, it's not even about the title It's not even about the money, honestly. It's just, can I support my needs and have some type of control over my life? And so when I say everything is working out for my good, I mean, like, I'm not supposed to be happy and comfortable where I am. I would say I'm content. My job isn't horrible. And where I am, as far as career-wise, isn't the worst place I've ever worked, but it's not the end all be all for sure. Like I'm not fulfilled. And it's because I am stuck in the nine to five going to work every day, having to put in PTO in order to spend time with my family. It's literally just the brick and mortar structure of working that makes me unhappy. It's the office politics. It's the whole work culture, like throw the whole culture away. That's where I am with that. And so this, the the fact that it makes me uncomfortable, the fact that I'm not exactly happy is working out for my good. Like I'm supposed to be here like that caterpillar, <laughs> that caterpillar, when that caterpillar skin gets too tight, 
She has to shed her skin, right? So she has to be uncomfortable at some point in that phase in order for her to know that that skin is too tight and it got to go. It worked out for her good that her skin was too tight. And so when I look at my own life, I'm like, it's working out for my good that things are making me uncomfortable because I'm not content with where I am because that's pushing me to change. So that's been a big lesson that's really just sat with me. And so every time anything happens like over the week, I'm like, you know what? Everything is working out for my good. Everything is working out for my good. It's, you know, tax season. Everybody's filing their taxes and things like that. And I filed mine and it was some stuff I left off. And of course, when you file your taxes and you need to add more income or you need to add some deductions, um, after you've already filed, you have to do an amended return. And so I knew that filing my amended return would get me a larger return on my taxes. And so I was like kind of frustrated because I was like, man, dang, like I wish I had of, um, I wish I could have waited or I wish I would have, um, done it all at the same time. But I immediately checked those thought processes and I was like, no, everything is working out for my good. My first return is on its way. It wasn't a whole lot, but it's something. And the second, the second amount of money that's supposed to be coming from my return will come right when it's supposed to. It'll come right on time. There's a reason why it happened. I actually filed the um, amended return because I had got um, like a 1099 form late. And then I got like a, a form for a deduction late. Not really late. I mean, it, it was in the right amount of time. You know, you get all your tax forms like at the end of February. But I got it after I filed. <clears throat> so it's not late. It's on time. And um, just kind of reframing that mindset of this is working out for me. This is working out for my good. Like keeping that energy. You know, everything is working out for my good. And that's not too minimize anybody's trauma or anything that anybody's going through. Like, that's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying the small, minute things, the inconveniences of life. Um, this is excluding all traumatic event events. I'm not trying to be insensitive to anything anybody's going through uh, when it comes down to trauma. I would never want to say that, that that's working out for your good or to minimize that. But I'm talking about just everyday nuances of life. Um, like... I don't know, being stuck in traffic or the grocery store being out of that, <laughs> being out of the one fruit you wanted or having to go the long way to work or shoot it even being, you know, you being late for work for another reason. Just certain things happen in your life and they happen for your good, whether that's to teach you something, to prevent you from something. And a lot of times we don't see that or we don't see how things are changing um, or how they're working out for us until the end. So I really enjoyed writing that poem. I enjoyed my trip. Um, it gave me a new perspective on life for sure. Going on that trip really showed me that life is way too short. And um, I want to explore the world. I want to move outside of my little bitty <laughs> town in Arkansas and if I can't move, I definitely want to explore. 
Like if moving is not in the cards for me right now, you know, maybe I want to get a little bit of time under my belt and my job. For sure, traveling is, whether that's a short trip, a long trip, whatever the case may be, I'm fitting something in there. <clears throat> and it's kind of like compromising, you know, not looking at things like all or nothing, like not looking at it like, well, I have a year until I can transfer into my job. So I'm stuck here looking at it like, well, I have a year until I can transfer in my job and I have a choice. We all have choices. The choice is I could go find another job and say, fuck that year. Or I could wait a year and maybe explore and travel and visit other places and see where it is I want to transfer to. And I think it took me a long time to come to that conclusion uh, to not have such a rigid mindset around uh, just circumstances in life. I don't know if it's, uh, you know what, it's definitely developmental. Uh, as we get older, prefrontal cortex starts to develop. Your brain starts to develop. I just turned, how old am I? I just turned 25. <laughs> I just turned 25. So, you know, it's um, definitely, I think my brain has just fully developed. But I also think that um, me taking that time to myself, just really getting to know myself and loving on myself, it gave me a lot of clarity. Because instead of me being worried about who I'm rela- who I am in relationship with, or holding on to codependent relationships, I was able to focus on who I am to myself. And so if you don't know or you haven't listened to the podcast um, long enough to hear about the time I took to myself, I did a 90-day cleanse and I documented here on the podcast. And in this cleanse, I take a break from all toxic relationships. And I fill up that time with a relationship with myself. You know, if you see on TikTok, they be like, give me three to six months and three to six months, you know, <laughs> like just just give me three to six months and I'm a change. And so I gave myself three months and I dedicated, you know, time to my body, time to um, my spirit, time to my mind. And that looks like waking up at 6 a.m. and meeting myself in my living room, whether that's meditating or doing some yoga, stretching or weightlifting. I did that. Um, That looks like meal prepping and making that routine for myself easier, Uh, making a smoothie at night instead of making it in the morning, finding different ways to make my life easier for myself. So I think doing that gave me a lot of clarity on just what I want in life. And so now that I'm changing, right, like the like the butterfly, now that I'm going through different stages of life, I feel a little bit more clear on those things. So I did want to give y'all an update on just how I'm doing uh, post the 90 day cleanse. 90 day cleanse ended February 6th. <laughs> wow. So it's 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 March 1st. So not exactly 30 days out, but. I have started inviting people into my life. Um, I have gotten back on dating apps. And so if you still want to hear my philosophy on how to um, how to navigate dating apps, um, I do have a podcast episode that goes over um, <laughs> how to navigate dating apps. And so I will put that in the show notes. But I talk about Tinder, Bumble, and the rules I use 
to not waste your time. And so I'll probably do an updated uh, episode on that since I think that episode is about a year old now. But I still do use those philosophies um, for the most part. And then I will say, as far as dating now and just inviting people into my life, it's felt so much more fulfilling, I think, because I weed out things that don't feel good and I'm less tolerable of them. So, like, now I go off energy. Like, I think at first I went off of, like, okay, do he got a job? Do he live by himself? You know, do he have time for me? And it's like, ma'am, that's half the men in America. (laughs) But when you go off energy and you go off how a person makes you feel, that's a different vibe. And when you, and for some reason, I'm attracting people that meet my standards as far as financial, physical, um, you know, I guess just where they are in life. Like they just, those, that's the bare minimum and they're already meeting that. But then when I meet people and like, I'm attracting that kind of person already. I feel like now I'm going off vibes. And if I don't feel validated in our our conversation or I don't feel heard, like I I feel like you talking at me or you talking at me to um, solve a problem rather than to hear me, which I think takes emotional intelligence and it takes a person um, having to step outside of themselves and actually listen that takes practice and experience. And so I notice when a person isn't able to do that for me. And I've also become more um, vocal about stating what I need when it comes to that, too. So, for example, I was having a conversation with a guy and um, he I was expressing to him how I felt about my second job. Because I know I'm working two jobs, three jobs, <laughs> but for the most part, two. And I will, uh, I was expressing to him like how I was thinking about leaving the second job. And he was basically saying like, oh, well, I have a higher tolerance for things like that. Like, he just inserted himself in it and talked about what he would do, um, which is one way to approach that. But that's not what I needed. What I needed was for somebody, for him to understand what I was saying. And so I simply asked him, I was like, do you think that I've made it clear, like, you know, the things that I've gone through at this position? Like, have I expressed that to you? And he was like, what do you mean? Like, have you told me? I said, yeah, because I think that based on your response, maybe I haven't expressed something clearly enough to you. Because he was talking about how, like, he would just, he has a high tolerance for people being rude or you know, hostile work environments. And I'm like, that's really not the bulk of the situation. But even if it was, that should just be valid. (laughs) Like, you know, it it just sucks for you to express something to somebody and they to say, oh, well, that that concern or that issue isn't valid enough. But once I did express to him, like, you know, do you think I've do you think I've made it clear, like what exactly it is I'm going through? He was like, oh, I don't I don't think so. <clears throat> so then I was able to clarify like that it wasn't just the hostile work environment. It was the fact that I am tired, <laughs> the fact that I want some of my time back, the fact that I think I've made good progress when it comes down to my debts, 
paying off my debt. Y'all have heard about my financial journey. I've been trying to pay off $10,000 worth of credit card debt. And I feel like I've I've gotten there, you know. And so instead of like validating my progress and hearing how much time I wanted back to myself, he was focused on other things that I felt like wasn't the bulk of it. <clears throat> Excuse me. So we were able to come back to that and focus on what it is that I really wanted to, you know, talk about. And he came around to it and it was like easy, you know. And so I think that, um, and when I say he came around to it, like he was able to validate what I was saying. He heard what I was saying. And so I am proud of myself from that because I felt emotionally intelligent enough to ask for clarity instead of getting upset like the old me would do. She would get upset and she would feel triggered. Like, oh, you're not listening to me. And then she would, um, you know, probably distance herself and then the conversation would end badly. But a newer version of me, one that takes her time with things and listens and wants to understand, she clarifies and and see where the disconnect is because I don't inherently think people want to hurt me. And that's something I have to keep reminding myself, like, Maybe this is a trauma response. Maybe I'm being triggered by something that happened in my past. Like, even though some people out there may just want to hurt you, if you look at it like, okay, this person isn't trying to hurt me. Let me see where the miscommunication may have came from when it comes down to a person that you're talking to that is trying to get to know you in a friendship manner or relationship manner. I think that's the best way to come at it. Like, that's something I've really taken on, like, just coming from a standpoint of this person isn't trying to hurt me. Let me see where the disconnect came from. And I think that that's been a lot less stressful, honestly, when I come at things with that mindset. It's been a lot more peaceful. Um, I told y'all when I did my 90-day update from my cleanse that I started looking at everybody in a platonic manner. And I started to just get to know people. Like, I look at everybody like a friend. I don't look at them like, this going to be my man. Like, I said that. And so I still have taken on that concept. And that's taken a lot of pressure off of the relationship. Um, it has allowed me not to hold people to such high standards and just get to know who they are. And like I said, the standard right now is just, how do you make me feel? <laughs> like does this fulfill me does this fill me up that's friendships that's relationships that's everything like how do you make me feel and that's really hard for a person to take that and manipulate you with it <laughs> because I used to have uh, you'll find people that are manipulators or narcissists they'll often ask you like what are you looking for and they'll try to do they'll try to be all of those things for you uh in order to manipulate you to get you to like them and then once they feel like they got you hooked they'll show their true colors and I've had that happen to me and so now when people ask me what am I looking for I just say a genuine connection I say I look for a person that makes me feel good. Like, I feel energized. I'm excited to talk to them. Like, that's very hard to 
emulate or try to, you know, pretend to be like, you can't pretend to make me feel good. It's just a, does it happen or not? (laughs) And you don't know what to do to make me feel good. You don't, you don't know how this interaction is supposed to go. So it just forces a person to just be who they are. And like, let's just see how the connection is. That's been the biggest takeaway when it comes down to um, just inviting people back into my life. I think that I enjoy connections a lot better because going on a 90 day cleanse uh, taught me to be patient with myself, be patient with others and to stop holding people to such a high standard. It used to be the standard used to be no standards, right? I'm not going to come into this with no expectations. Like, that's what I used to say. No, the expectation is just to get to know you. It's just to to be your friends. And if we don't, we're not compatible as friends, that's okay. But the expectation or the intention was met and I got to know you and I got, I got to see if it was, if it is what it is. Not, you're going to be my man and my man, he looks like this, he dresses like this, he talks like this. And it's like, I got to find this person that does all these things. I really stepped out out of that mindset. So I'm just excited to see where things go. Um, I can't lie and say that my weight loss has not affected my self-esteem because it has. Um, looking at myself from a year ago, I wrote a poem about that journey called Plus Size. Um, so looking at myself now, I love both of her. <laughs> I already told y'all that um, I got to love on myself then. I got to love on myself now. I got to love on my future self. But it has. And I think it's because I did it for me. I did it for my health. I did it for my confidence. It wasn't for anybody else. So when I look at my body and I see the stretch marks or I still see my stomach or I still see my extra fat, it's like, and... Like, I'm not doing this for nobody else. I love me. I love my body. I know where my body came from. So I can be a lot more appreciative of where it is now. So I hope y'all um found this episode well. I just wanted to give y'all an update, share that poem with y'all. And so I would say the takeaways from this podcast episode are... Everything is working out for your good. Okay? Everything is working out for your good. Um, definitely, you know, it's okay for things to feel uncomfortable and to just identify how this can work for you and what this is doing for you. And also, um, when you look at people, places, and things to just kind of be aware of how they make you feel. And to just be patient and kind and compassionate with yourself because your future self will thank you when you look back on her and she wasn't so mean and nasty to you and she didn't talk so down to you because you got the whole world to do that for you. So... I will talk to y'all in another episode of Poetry for Black Girls. Bye. Well, I hope y'all enjoyed this podcast as much as I did. If you did, please 
leave a comment, leave a rating, and share the podcast on any social media platform using the hashtag Poetry for Black Girls so I can share it, connect with you, and we can reach other Black girls. All right. Thank y'all. Bye.